Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's podcast is a solo episode and I am recording this on a bit of a whim. You could say that I feel intuitively as though I should record it and I'm smiling when I say the word intuitively because this chat that I want to have here on the podcast today is all about intuition and the reason I feel so called to speak about this today and I'm following that impulse and following the intuition is that in the last couple of weeks and truthfully in the last probably two years, I've had waves of just going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I must have no idea. Like I must be so out of touch with my intuition because I'm finding myself in situations where I'm really, really hurting or I'm exposed to people that are not great for me and going, oh, like, holy shit, my intuition must be so off. And more recently going through a breakup and I truly felt like I thought that how this person felt about me, like I really thought that it was there and it's not and it wasn't. And so it's led me to kind of, you know, and I've used this word a few times, feel that discombobulated feeling of being like, oh my gosh, I thought that was certain and it's certainly not. And so what do I know? And all of those things that, you know, run through your mind when you go through something that hurts you. And intuition has been on my mind as has identity. And anyway, with intuition, I received a message on Instagram and I'm going to read it to you in just a moment. But when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, this has literally helped me to flip the script on what I've been telling myself. You know, I have had moments of just ruminating on how out of touch I must be. And when I read this message, I was like, yes, that like intuitively, like I had this feeling wash over my body, which I've had a few times in my life, but I had this feeling kind of wash over me and it just felt like pure 
truth. So I will read that message to you in just a moment. And I have permission from the woman who sent me this message to do so. Um, But before I get into that, what is intuition? If you look for the meaning of intuition, you're going to find one that says it's a form of knowledge that appears in consciousness without obvious deliberation. It's not magical, but rather a faculty in which hunches are generated by the unconscious mind rapidly sifting through past experience and cumulative cumulative knowledge. And that makes total sense. That's kind of your logical left brain explanation for what intuition is. It's saying that it's basically running a situation through a filter of past experiences, thoughts and beliefs. And that makes total sense. But I guess more the right side, you know, the side of your brain that makes meaning out of things. Your intuition is that inner knowing. It's your inner compass or, you know, that feeling of your North Star where you just know something to be true. And people that have a really strong connection to their intuition, I feel as though they have a certain confidence about them when it comes to making decisions and they lead quite bold and brave lives often from the outside looking in because it's like they just trust, like they implicitly trust that they know what's right for them. And so intuition is something that we all have and we all have the ability to strengthen it. It's easy to lose touch without with that inner knowing because we live in a very fast paced environment and we're having so much information shoved down our throats all the time. I mean, even this podcast, you know, like right now you're choosing to listen to this. We choose to absorb things day in, day out. And then there are things that we absorb by osmosis and also sometimes things that we're not really actively choosing to absorb, but we just do. So it's no wonder that at times we lose touch with our intuition, whether it's because we start relying on other people in our lives to give us that support and that belief system, or whether it's just that all the information we're taking in makes us question what we know, or maybe it's going through a hard situation in life and letting that hurt make you feel as though you don't know what's right for you because if you knew what was right for you, how could you end up hurting so much? There are many ways that we can detach from that knowing, but there are also many ways that we can tap back in. And so today I want to talk to you about that. And so as I mentioned, I want to read to you a direct message that came through to me via Instagram from someone who I do not know personally, but they have listened to the podcast, in particular, the most recent podcast I did where I speak about having a sore heart and a fresh start. So the message reads like this, I just listened to your podcast and I'm sorry for all the things you are going through. I am a big believer in intuition and I think sometimes when we sense a huge life shift like a new start in a new home coming, we act to ensure that we only take things with us that serve us. Saying I love you was always a risk and you knew on some level it was a make or break for you. 
I think the timing is a sign that you want your new start to be free from repeated negative patterns. So you did the make or break thing ahead of your new start. It's really unfortunate that it didn't work out the way you hoped, but it does mean that in your fresh start with the boys, you were not bringing that repeated pattern. I think although it is a bit shit now and you're in that whole when it rains it pours scenario your intuition has helped your future self i also think sometimes there's a pattern that we need to see and learn from we are drawn to repeat it in slow motion because it moved too fast the first time for the lesson to be processed so there is almost a need to repeat that one aspect in isolation but slower And it seems like you have figured out what the pattern is. I suspect once the emotional dust has cleared, you will be able to see it more clearly because it happened slowly. I'm speaking from experience. I once played something out in slow motion myself and I didn't understand it at the time. But looking back, I know that though the two were very different relationships in every other way, the slow motion replay of one particular aspect was crucial to me making sense of and truly moving forward from the original one. My response to that was holy hell. (laughs) Like I just had like goosebumps wash over me when I read that. And I responded to her saying, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I opened this direct message. Like, thank you. It all just like, it just all clicked for me. And that's why I'm so grateful for social media. You know, I have so many women messaging me saying that, you know, something I've said has resonated with them, which still blows my mind. But it's a two-way street because reading that message and like you might even want to hit stop and go back and listen to it again. But reading that message was so helpful to me, like instrumental in me turning around my mindset and going, yes, like that feels so true to me. And I was kind of in that mindset of going, fuck, I have attracted a similar situation to what I've been through before at the core, you know, which is a fear, I guess, a fear of mine or a trigger of mine that I'm calling in of not being lovable and having two men in my life tell me that they don't know whether they can't love or that they just don't love me. Like they don't know. And so reading that message I was like yes like this is so true I have just replayed this in a slower fashion and I need to learn from it and I also think it's so true like I held off on saying those words for 14 months and then I chose to say them knowing I think deeply truly knowing it was a make or break situation and maybe forcing the situation to come to the surface Because there's a part of me, there was a part of me that knew something wasn't quite fitting. And it was either like, okay, I'm going to say this and we're going to dive in. And, you know, the space that's about to open up is going to be new and exciting. Or you're not coming with, you know, you're going to go, no, this isn't for me and bail. And so rather than going, oh, my intuition has led me to hurt myself it's like going you know what your intuition has led you to learn this lesson and take the action that you your um your true self 
really needed to take in order to move forward. So that was just such a helpful message to receive. And it's really made me think about intuition so much more. And I've been reflecting on times in my life where I have felt a real knowing about intuition and I've either lent into it or I've denied it and it's stuck with me. So intuition, as I said, it's always there for us, but we lose connection with it or we start to blur it out and lean into other things instead. So this episode is really just food for thought on intuition and offering some suggestions on things that I'm doing currently to reconnect with my intuition because receiving that message really was like, oh, yes, of course, my intuition is there. I just forget. I just forgot. I lost touch with her for a moment. So it's just real-time processing and things that I'm doing because I feel as though, like I said, I've been in that situation where it's like, okay, I could either unravel and go down that path of questioning and putting myself through suffering, or I can go, yes, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in that there was a reason I said it. There was a reason it's all unfolding. And that is what I choose to believe. And that's what we've got to do. So when it comes to connecting, strengthening, trusting, and choosing to believe in our intuition, a few things to consider. The first one that I want you to think about is sitting down or walking around. (laughs) Um, It's just about reflecting on times in your past when you have connected to your intuition and you've either lent into it or you've ignored it. Just reflecting on past experiences when something has happened and you felt it in your body, in your mind, in your heart, you just knew. Like whether it was you knew um, someone in your family was about to go through something challenging and they were going to need extra support or you just knew you were going to meet someone important or you just knew what the right or wrong decision was, whether or not you chose the right or wrong decision really neither here nor there it's just about remembering and strengthening your memory to those times so I thought it might be helpful if I share a couple of times in my life like when I do this activity and I reflect on times that I had a knowing um, it might sort of spark spark something within you. So I've spoken about this before on Instagram, but I'll share it again here. So when I got engaged in, I think it was like 2011, 2012, one of the two, um, I planned a wet, we planned a wedding, everything was organized. It was all locked in. And then fast forward a year or so, and I fell pregnant with twins. So the wedding was postponed. Then when I had the boys, I had the strongest knowing, like really clear intuition that I did not want to go ahead with the wedding. Now, I want to be really clear. It was the wedding that I didn't want to go ahead with, not the marriage. But I had this really strong feeling that the wedding just didn't align with who I was after I became a mum. I made all of these decisions, you know, that, I mean, they were obviously joint decisions, but a lot of the decisions I felt like had been made by someone entirely different. I can't speak on everyone's behalf, but for me, becoming a mum was so 
altering. It's so changing. And I was also deep, like deep in my trescence, in that transition phase of becoming a mum and becoming a mum to newborn twins. And so the wedding had been postponed for a year. You know, only someone that doesn't have babies would think, oh yes, I'll push it back a year and I'll get married with 11 month old twins. Um, But after having the boys, I was like, I do not want this wedding. I didn't love the dress anymore. I didn't feel connected to the venue. I didn't care about the reception. I didn't care about the dinner. I didn't care about the music. Like none of it felt like me. Um, And I remember saying to people, also, if you can hear some funny sounds, it's Lou. Lou, she sat on the floor here with a chew toy. Um, I just didn't feel connected to so much of that wedding and I really didn't want to have it. And I was saying to everyone around me, to my parents, to my sisters, to my friends, to my partner at the time, I don't want to go ahead with this wedding. And everyone kept saying to me, if you don't go ahead with this wedding, you're likely to regret it. You know, you've paid the money, you have the dress, you're just doubting it because you're a new mom and you're tired and all of those reasons. But on the day, you're going to feel amazing and you're going to be so glad you went ahead with it. And... I can remember even putting up a poll on Instagram and a story like saying like, I don't know what to do. Like, should I go ahead with it? Should I not? You know, I don't know what the right thing is here. But really I did. Like I could feel it in my body that I did not want to have that wedding. But I allowed myself to be swayed by outside forces. Okay, I think I'm going to have to put Lou out because her stomach keeps squeaking. (laughs) Hang on a second. Okay, the dog has been removed. Her stomach sometimes makes like squelchy sounds and I just don't know if you'll pick it up here. But anyway, she's happily out of the office now. So I just knew, like I knew that I did not want to have this wedding. I could feel it in my bones, but I allowed myself to be swayed and I put my trust and faith in other people's opinions that I would regret it if I didn't do it. And I truly, truly regret having the wedding. Um, And again, I'm not speaking about the marriage. I would not say that here at all. But I would say for sure, I think probably even, I mean, I'm not going to speak on behalf of anyone else, but I regret that wedding so much. I did not enjoy a lot. Like there was, it just wasn't, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want it, everything, you know. To the point that the song that we exited the chapel to is a song that I actually have like a really strong dislike for, but I was so um, ambivalent towards the whole experience that I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, if you guys think that's the best song, cool, we'll go with that. I had just checked the flip out. And I think that's really reflective of knowing I was going against my intuition, also just being an exhausted new mum. And all of it, the whole enchilada. But the morning of the wedding, did not enjoy. It was really stressful. The wedding itself didn't enjoy. There was a lot of family drama going on. There was just, it wasn't a good time at all. Of course, it was amazing to have, I had, you know, my friends there. And there were were definitely beautiful moments. And it was nice to have the boys there and have that moment of walking out of the little chapel with them. But 
I just remember like driving away from it and being like, oh, thank goodness, like that's over, like relieved that it was over, not enjoying it. And that's a really clear time for me when I go, huh, I should have listened to my intuition and not looked outside myself. Another time that I had a really strong intuition was when the boys were around two and a half years old and their dad and I had had a conversation and it had led me to really realizing that I wanted to move, that we all wanted to move. And it was totally one of those decisions that on paper didn't make a lot of sense because it meant renting out the house that we owned. It meant um, paying rent somewhere else. It meant a longer drive. It meant moving away from family. There was a lot of things that didn't really make sense on paper, but intuitively it just felt so right. And once I made that decision of, yes, I'm keen, we're moving, and I started packing that day, it felt so good in my body. Like it, I could just. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Feel it was the right decision. And I truly believe that. Like I look at the boys now and every day when I go for a walk, I'm like, yes, this is exactly where we're meant to be. It was definitely the right thing. And of course, you're not going to know either way, but that's a really clear time that I'm like, yes, my intuition was spot on. Other moments have been, um, you know, making friends, like just times when you look at someone and you're like, oh, my intuition has a really strong connection to this person. And I'm sure you've all seen that, you know, meme that's like, isn't it, you know, adult friendship funny. You just pick a person and all of a sudden you're like, let's hang out and do things. But when you have just a really strong gut feeling about someone and then they become really important and an integral part of your life, that's another example of trusting your intuition and, you know, maybe letting down barriers or walls and connecting to someone else. So there are lots of different examples of times that your intuition might show up to serve you and you've either connected to that intuition and you've followed through with it or like me at times you've not followed through with it and you've paid the price and you can feel it in your body and your mind and your experiences. I want you to take some time to reflect. Can you think of three times in your life that you know what comes to mind quickly three times that you had a knowing Did you follow it or did you deny it? And if you followed it, what did it feel like? What happened when you went down that path of following your intuition? What unfolded for you? When you went down the path of not following your intuition, when you ignored it, what unfolded for you in that situation as well? Just reconnect to a time in your life when you knew. Next up, point number two, 
Think about how often in your day-to-day life, or you can think about it, you know, in the span of the last five years or the last decade or whatever, but how often in your life are you actively looking outwards for answers? Now, these could be answers on big things in life, you know, whether you should move, whether you should have another baby. Or it could be really small things. It could be like, what should I wear to this event? How often do you seek someone else's guidance or approval or support to make a decision, whether it's big or small? Just kind of ponder that one. I know myself when I'm feeling really out of touch or overwhelmed, that's when I tend to get a little bit spirally in my head and want more reassurance from other people Or I'll ask for someone else's opinion on something that kind of doesn't really matter that much. You know, like, do you think I should wear this over that? And normally, like when I'm really healthy and stable, I'm like, it doesn't matter what I wear as long as I'm comfortable. So just noticing how often are you asking for support from other people or reassurance or for their advice and guidance? Maybe it is a really dependent relationship that you have with your partner where you feel as though you can't make your own decisions and everything is a joint decision. Or maybe it's, you know, deep enmeshment with a sibling. Maybe you're a twin. Like I've got twins and my gosh, I think they're so enmeshed sometimes. I'm like, it's okay to think separately, team. Um, Or maybe you're very, very close to your mom and you run everything past her. Whatever it is, just think about how often you're seeking answers or maybe it's not from someone. Maybe it's Google. Maybe you're Googling everything. And I know Glennon Doyle speaks about this in Untamed, but she had a bit of a realization when she was Googling one night, should I leave my partner? Or I think, you know, the exact thing might have been, what do you do if your partner's had an affair, but they're a really good parent? And she was googling that and then she realized oh my gosh I'm looking outwards for an answer when I need to know like I need to reconnect and find this answer out from within so just notice that's it notice how often you're seeking a response that's not from you that's that's all just notice it once you've noticed it maybe if you feel like you can try and minimize Or just reduce, not minimize, but just reduce slightly the amount of times you're asking for influence from outside of yourself. Start with little things. Maybe it is what you're wearing or what time you should do a certain thing or I don't know. There's countless things that you might ask people for advice from. But maybe just start with something little and just trust that you have the answer within you. Next is in the similar vein to trusting. I want you to notice the feeling in your body. I am such a big believer that our body betrays us in the best and worst ways. So what I mean by betrays us is our body language is a dead giveaway. We can be telling ourselves we're comfortable. We can be telling ourselves we're into someone. But if our body language is all closed up and facing away from them, it's a giveaway. Same thing again with, I believe, a lot of our emotional concerns sometimes um, come out as a physical ailment. So whether that's bloating, like I have certainly experienced, 
or it's a headache or flu-like symptoms, I just really deeply believe, and I could be wrong, but I do deeply believe that our emotional and mental state can um, can translate to physical ailments for sure. And there's that book, The Body Keeps the Score, which is very much in a similar vein. So just noticing how you feel within your body when it comes to certain decisions is a big one. I've done a short podcast before a pep talk on noticing the feeling of restriction versus expansion in your body. And what I mean by that is if you're making a decision and you feel yourself literally closing up. So whether that's you're crossing your arms and you're hunching your shoulders and you're pulling back, you know, you're literally physically like retracting from a situation. That's a big giveaway that you're going against your intuition and you're uncomfortable. If you make a decision and it feels more like expansion, more like a deep exhale, that can often mean that you're on the path. Now, in saying that, there are going to be some decisions that are the right ones for us that might make our heart race a little bit, might feel a bit uncomfortable out of our comfort zone. But I think overall, you can notice in your body if something feels true to you, if you're really tapped into it. So just start noticing. Notice how your body feels when you're around certain people, when you eat certain foods, when you listen to certain content, when you watch certain shows. I mean, there are just some things that I will watch and I'm like, oh, I can't be here. You know, a perfect example of this is a movie I watched recently with the kids and it was just shit. It was awful. And like the whole time my body was like, oh, this is an act of service. You know, I just, I feel it so deeply. And so I want to encourage you to just notice You know, when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone, how do you actually feel? Are you calm? Are you comfortable? Is your body relaxed? Or are you holding tension? Are you hunching your shoulders? Are you holding your breath? Breath holding is a dead giveaway as well that something doesn't feel right. I also really like to lean into this little practice. When you're trying to make a decision, flip a coin and assign, you know, heads to one and tails to the other. Now, when you flip the coin, the purpose is not that you're going to let the coin make the decision. The purpose is that you are going to see how you feel. Notice your gut reaction to the result either way, and that will tell you. So a similar way to do this would be like in conversation. If you ask for someone's opinion or advice, And they give you advice and instantly you're like, oh man, that wasn't the advice I wanted to hear. Then go with the other advice. (laughs) You know, um, a really clear example of this could be like um, something arbitrary. Okay, should I paint this wall red or blue? And so you flip a coin and you assign red red to heads and blue to tails and it lands on tails. And instantly you feel just a little bit disappointed that it landed on red, then you know deep down you want to paint the wall blue. And the same thing can happen in conversations, as I just said. So just noticing how you feel in your body is point number three. Also, I wanted to add, sorry, to point number three. And actually, I'll put this in point number four. So point number four is I want to encourage you to keep an intuition journal. And 
in this journal, just start writing down times when you have a strong gut feeling, you know, and it could be about anything. Like you might just have a gut feeling that you should take a certain exit off the highway versus versus verse, oh my gosh, I can't speak, versus staying on the highway. Or maybe it is just all of a sudden a feeling that you want to check in with a friend of yours. Follow that feeling, write it down. You know, when you reached out to them, did they say, oh, I was just thinking of you or I'm so glad you checked in because X, Y, Z. Just start to notice. The other thing I want you to notice is, I mean, you could call them coincidences, but Judith Orloff, who has written a book on being an empath, and I've done an interview with her here on the podcast, she calls them cosmic winks. So she says there are no such thing as coincidences, but we have cosmic winks that are like little nods from the universe that we're on the path. And when you start actively looking for these signs from the universe, um, it can feel really comforting and encouraging. And it's just a bit of lightness. Like it doesn't It's not a serious thing. You know, I'll often say, oh, it's a sign from the universe. And I don't live my life by it. I'm not like, okay, you know, this sign means X, Y, Z, because I truly believe that the meaning is what you make it. And that's another way of tapping into your intuition. It's like, what do you think the meaning is? That's probably your subconscious intuition, whatever you think the meaning is. Um, So noticing cosmic winks, it could be, um, you know, I'll give you a personal example. I had a gift given to me in the last year and it was a really beautiful, thoughtful gift. And the wrapping paper was like this jungle print wrapping paper. And then a couple of months later, I bought the boys some pajamas and I wasn't even consciously aware of, of the pattern of the pajamas. I just thought they were cute. But then when I got the pajamas and I opened a drawer where I had kept this wrapping paper because sometimes I can be slightly sentimental, the wrapping paper and the pajama pattern literally matched, like spot on matched. I was like, oh, little sign from the universe on the path. And that doesn't mean anything, like it's not a serious thing, but I just felt like, oh, it's a little cosmic wink. And so you can notice those cosmic winks. Maybe you have an affinity for a certain type of animal. And I've shared that mine, um, my little animal that I often see is a frog. So maybe you have an affinity for dolphins and then you meet someone and they say to you, oh, you'll never believe what I saw this morning on my walk. And they show you a video of dolphins or you're meeting someone for the first time and they're wearing dolphin socks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you're just looking for little coincidences that feel like cosmic winks. Write those down in your intuition journal because it's all just strengthening that inner knowing. So you're writing down gut feelings. You're writing down those cosmic winks. Also start jotting down dreams. If you wake up and you can capture any sort of thread from a dream, just jot it down. You don't have to go into analyzing it straight away or ever, but just write it down and see, you know, over time if there's a pattern. Also following impulses. So just listening to those times in life when you have an impulse. And as I said, it could be getting off the highway at a certain exit, or maybe it is going to a different coffee shop that you would normally go to. Sometimes we have these thoughts and feelings and actions drop in for us 
but we ignore them because we're like, oh, it's not really logical. You know, why would I go to a different coffee shop? Doesn't make sense. I like my coffee shop. But just try and follow the impulse. A time that I followed an impulse is, um, I don't know which example I want to give just because it involves someone else and they might not want me to share it. There have been times in my life where I have followed an impulse where I've said, you know, verbally, I'm not ever going to do X, Y, Z. I'll just share it, whatever. I have said, I will not ever try online dating. That's not for me. And then one day I was on a walk with my very good friend and we both had an impulse to try online dating. And then that resulted in us both going on to have like year-long relationships. So follow your impulse. (laughs) I'm smiling because people, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm only here to to be honest with you guys. So follow your impulse, whatever it might be, and just try it out as long as it's not dangerous. But start journaling about these things. It doesn't have to be like a dear intuition journal. Today, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It can just be super shorthand of, you know, dreamt about a river, had an impulse to call my friend, had an overwhelming feeling that so-and-so was pregnant, which is something that's happened to me recently. I was listening to someone and I was just like, oh, they're pregnant. Like I just knew it. And there was a part of me that wanted to send them a message and say, hey, I think you're pregnant. But I was like, no, no, there's no reason to put them in that position. If they've not told you, they're not ready to tell you. Um, But I just so strongly knew that they were. And I found out yesterday they are. So you just write these things down and it's all just proof. It's proof that you have that inner knowing and it's practice. You know, we've all... We all know that to strengthen a muscle, we have to train it. You have to practice it. And we can apply that to all different things. You know, when it comes to boundaries, you have to practice strengthening your boundary muscle. When it comes to intuition, you have to practice strengthening your inner knowing um, pattern as well and just your trust. And the only way to really trust or build confidence is to build evidence. And so your intuition journal is going to build evidence to you to appeal to your logical mind um last but not least point number five try and have space every single day and i know someone out there probably many someone's out there would be rolling their eyes right now cool kylie great advice try and have some space And there'll be people out there that have four kids and they're doing it on their own and they also have a job and they're caring you know There's someone out there that has an intensely full plate and is like, good job, Kylie. That's easy for you to say. You work from home, you co-parent, you have space. I get it. What I mean by try and have space every day is to not fill every single silence. So on the commute to work, if you normally listen to a podcast on personal growth and development, just drop it. Just drop it for five or 10 minutes and have some silence. Have some space. If you normally have your evening shower while your kids are in the bathroom too and there's a lot of conversation happening, maybe just try having your shower once they've gone to bed and having it in silence. If you normally spend the walk that you do each and every day on the phone or texting or responding to emails or just in that response mode, just try and create a couple of minutes where there's nothing 
happening. It might mean that you need to get up five minutes earlier than you currently are, or it could just be adjusting something in your current schedule. Like I said, turning the radio off when you're driving, or if you're commuting on the bus, taking your headphones out, or maybe putting your headphones in, but having nothing playing, just create some silence and space for your own thoughts and feelings to drop in. It's very, very easy in this year, 2021, in this time in history where we can have so much information coming at us, we can literally be watching a screen, listening to something different, texting someone, or there have been times like even today, I was on the phone on an important phone call and I was texting my girlfriend and there's so much evidence to support that we actually can't multitask when we're multitasking, we're not doing anything well, but having some space just allows your thoughts and feelings to drop in and you can connect with your body and your breath. And I know all of that stuff sometimes is just like, oh, whatever, we know it's good for us, but really, really try to connect to having some white space for yourself, some white noise. Um, And yeah, see what comes up for you. So that is what I wanted to share with you about intuition. And I'm sharing it purely because these are the things that I'm working on right now in real time. And I hope, I really hope it's helpful for someone listening out there. It might not have been the most coherent, cohesive, easiest podcast to listen to. It's just a verbal spew, but here it is. It's for you if you needed to hear it. I hope you're having a great day. As always, it would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps, or even get on your Instagram stories and share something with me about your intuition. And then I can share it on my page as well. Thank you for choosing to listen to the podcast. And I will speak with you very, very soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.